0: Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontportstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Frontport Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontportstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. How's it going, Ray? Hello, Trisden. Always good to see you, man. How's it going? Good. It looks like the mics are on. I'm working. Good. Did I say, how's it going twice? I do that sometimes.
1: To was it Jimmy, Jimmy two times? Jimmy two times. Was it Jimmy. Yeah.
0: Always, I know what you're talking about. He always said everything thinking. twice. Got to go down for the paper. Down for the paper. Down for the paper. Yeah. So that's me today, apparently. Jimmy I had a slice time. of cake on lunch that was like, man, if it was less than a thousand calories, I'm not sitting here. So yeah, if I seem a little repetitive jumpy. and jumpy, it's that all the that cake? sugar I'm not used Anything to. Good? Carrot cake, man, it's phenomenal. Yeah. There's a little place in Berea called Brandy's, and man, they make some nice cakes.
1: Free plug, free plug. I uh, a
0: client. Well, we need to go by and get some get paid for that mention. But no, not a client actually. I don't know that little bakeries like that have much of a budget. True. But, so a carrot cake with the real sweet icing. Yeah, yeah carrot's hard cake, to beat. Cream cheese icing. Oh my god. Right. So yes, I dropped like five pounds this week, and then I bet I put three of those mugs ah. back on today. Ugh, <laughs> oh, good times. Oh man, so pretty good week since I've seen you last. Yeah, we leave
1: tomorrow to go up to Columbus, OH, and see oh. Bruce. Very nice. Yeah, we're going to spend the night. um, We debated about that. I was fine with driving back. Eh, It's three hours, give or take, maybe three and a half. But Patty was insistent. Had an uncle tell me once, never win an argument in your own home. (laughs) So we're going to spend the night. The problem was we waited too long, so all the downtown hotels near the It's the arena that the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets play in. Ah, cool. And uh, it's ironic because Springsteen's there on Thursday night. Blake Shelton's there on Friday night. So every fucking hotel is sold out. Yeah. So well, it, we're staying at a, like a, I don't know, I guess it's an apartment maybe. It's a B&B. It was advertised as a B&B, but it wound up being, uh, or B&B, but it wound up being um, like 175 bucks It's four of us. That's Kids pretty are nice. So yeah, it's not bad. Hopefully, it is nice. I think it might be near on Ohio State's campus, so we'll see. It's about <laughs> two miles from the yeah uh, convention center or, or the arena where the show is. So Raymond may have a fun night. Nice, Patty yeah. and I may want to sleep, but Ray will be like, "Hey, I'll see you guys."
0: <laughs> well, you're in, the, in a nice spot because my thing is, not we go do a lot of overnight stuff, like a lot of concerts and different things. And it's always I don't want to like I'm not I don't drink. I'm stupid, but I also want to drink enough that I'm probably iffy on a breathalyzer. Sure. At a concert. And I, if I do that, you can't drive. So no. it's always like you're right on that edge of so we're because you've cut you're drinking down so much, you're like, get the fuck in, let's go wherever. That's yeah, gotta be. Well, yeah, nice. except
1: that t- t- parking's always a bitch, so we'll probably try that true. Uber. We'll yeah. probably try an Uber. That's ah, smart. You know, I said to Patty, we could walk two and a half miles daylight. I don't know that I know. No reflection on Columbus. I don't even know that city that well. But any city walking two and a half miles at night, probably not the best idea. Be safe. Right. But yeah, I would not do that. But she, yeah. Right. But she uh, was like, ah, two and a half miles. We'll just Uber both ways. OK, that's fine. Yeah. Smart so, call. So that is going on. Other than that, you know, basic work week there is. I tell you what, though, there is something I wouldn't mind talking to you about. But first, if you have anything, bring it up. And then I do have a question I want to ask you.
0: Well, I've got like ten things here, so we can sort of get through mine randomly, or uh, the, this one thing, and, and and you can give me your thoughts on it. But this was a we did a little like joint. We do these in my little, life. little joint. Excellent, little, little we joint. Gotta no. do more of that. Uh, you know what? I, Doesn't I, have to be a little joint. I never do that, but you know, probably now and again would not hurt. We me. should no. do one do one show stoned. If you want to, I'm in. If my... Well... Because I'd like... I I always have to to
1: wonder about my fucking anxiety. I subscribe to this magazine called The Sun, which is... uh, I wouldn't even call it left-wing. It it looks at life's humanity. I got my brother a subscription one Christmas, and he didn't like it. The fucking English teacher. is like... "Ah, Didn't really... I didn't find it that great. I'll give you a couple of, of... copies because I keep them but there's a readers write section and it could be about anything readers write about kindergarten readers write about high school readers write about cars well this was readers write about drugs and this woman uh, and I I really like that section so typically there's an interview with somebody it's pretty in-depth there's a a variety of articles and I don't read them all some poetry and there's some quotations on the back they call them sunbeams and I enjoy the, the publication been getting it for 10 years. Nice. But this woman writes in and she says, uh, I, I don't ingest cannabis because I can't trust my own mind. Really? And I thought, man, that's pretty deep. But how would... much
0: cannabis would you have to use before you lost control of your mind? Nah,
1: not For me, not that much because I go down those avenues of, of, of self-introspection that are terrible.
0: No, I've, I've had one uh, bad pot trip, and I may have talked about it on the show, and I'll get back to the joint birthday party yeah. I was going to mention <laughs> hey, in a minute. I've written it down. I, I will get back to it, I promise. <laughs> But I, you know what? I've never been a pot smoker. Like if, right. like, if somebody passes me a joint once every three years, and that's not really happened much as a grown man, right. but, you know, as a 20-something, take once at it. a concert or something, right. at a Dave Matthews concert, somebody throws you a joint, you'll take a small hit and pass <laughs> it on, whatever. So <laughs> we went to this... Uh, Does Dave sound different if he get high?
1: what? <laughs> I love Dave oh, Matthews, Dave. but if that's all... I if mean, you can, he's got he, that vibrato yeah, or whatever that is so... <laughs> He makes a lot more sense. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So this was in college. There was a – it was during spring break. The baseball team would have to stay on campus, and we were hosting baseball games. So everybody else was gone to Florida, and we were stuck, you know, on campus. And this guy had this trailer party which in a trailer park, and it was kind of a weed party. And I don't think any of us really knew what it was. It was just like, hey, party at this trailer. Let's go. And we get there – and folks that are uh, not watching this, but you're listening, we've got a table in front of us that's probably what four by yeah, two and a half, something like that. And a uh, similar sized table in the kitchen of this trailer, and it was covered in pot. Nice. Like, this guy pulls out this. I've been bag to that party and dumps it out, and I'm just sitting there like holy, like it's everybody goes to jail for a while <laughs> yeah, right. if somebody comes in. Right. It, it's Certainly at that time in sure. 2001. It, right. Right. And uh, so everybody's smoking with um with a with a bowl. You know you're familiar with the bowl, I would right. imagine, well enough. Now I've have seen them around, but I've never again. I'm not a pot guy, so the tokes I've taken had been Off joints. joints, right? And uh, so we're just kind of taking turns, and I'm like, well, I'm here, you know, get in where you fit in, and I, I, I kept. You know, I kept hitting the bowl, and again, I don't know. You always hear the wives' tales. Oh, they put PCP, or they right. put something in she this. Thought not, you were dusted. And my thing was always, I don't know that drug people want to give their drugs away. <laughs> like right, it's never right, a situation right. where you know. Right. But anyway. I didn't know to put my finger over a hole on this bowl nah, the, that I was supposed. I believe to they cover call it up. the carburetor. Okay, so yeah. the carburetor. So I kept ingesting the pot. Oh no shit! The actual, s- that's true. The pot comes through the yeah. the barrel of the bowl. Right. Bowl. So having you know, I took like seven or eight hits. This and I just kept noticing hot fucking fire <laughs> pot in my throat. And I'm like, I'm, this isn't right. I've got to be doing something <laughs> wrong. A <laughs> little too embarrassed to ask what am I doing wrong? Yeah, uh, right, I, mean, right. I may have eventually. But man, <laughs> after funny. about an hour of that, I went and sat on the couch and time stopped. Like oh, wow. my mind was wild. That's so funny. like, I mean, it was like the wall was moving. And I remember sitting there for about four <laughs> hours. Or 10 minutes. And then realized it was like three minutes. (laughs) it was weird, man. It was weird. Ah. So like that night... And it didn't last... Like the effects of that didn't last long. It was maybe an hour. Right. But it was like a weird fucking hour. Like it was different. So yeah, ingesting it... I definitely remember Remember, had a pretty strange effect on me. Now the question becomes...
1: Was it enough to scare you into not doing it again? Or was it like, oh, that was pretty cool. I'd like to try that again.
0: Man, I would say somewhere in the middle. It definitely made me feel like if you're going to smoke pot, you should know how to use it. Use the apparatus that you're smoking so you do it right. But, but again, I don't know if there was something else in that pot or this is just sure. what happens with yeah, somebody that never yeah. smokes pot and they
1: I, eat I tend to lunch. agree with you. Those stories get greatly exaggerated. There are certainly instances where stuff gets laced and so forth, but most of it is straightforward, probably just your own reaction. But they talk about Ken Kesey, you know that name, the author of Cuckoo's Nest, and yeah. was sort of the head of the Merry Pranksters back in the 60s. Well, Kesey was an interesting guy because he was brilliant. He was an author. He was an all-American wrestler, wrestler from the University of Oregon, and he happened to be part of the uh, government's LSD experimentation. So the government had it first, right? Right. And I think they were trying to develop like a super warrior, like somebody who would yeah. have no fear or whatever. So they brought in like 15 people of which Kesey was one. He was a no-name college kid at the time. And they gave it to 15 people and 14 were like uh, under a very controlled environment, right? And they were being watched and everything. It wasn't like take this and go out in the street. And fourteen were like, Oh God, Kesey was like, Oh my god, that was the best thing ever. And he sort of became the conduit yeah. to the rest of the world That's about funny. what L S D was. Yeah. yeah. I mean he just absolutely loved how it, you know, expanded his mind and opened
0: the doors and so on and so forth. And we well, can find a lot of positive things about it. I mean, I was maybe John Oliver a couple weeks ago talking about the use of that to treat PTSD and if it's done correctly. Yeah. But going back to, um, you know, you think people lace your stuff and people don't really lace your stuff. Now this is kind of a a telling college story. I'll tell this one real quick, but, and this is a hundred percent true. This, this girl, we've been talking for a couple weeks, maybe my sophomore year at Berea college. And this girl comes over and we're going to have like a little sweet party in, in our dorm. And this girl has a jug of Jim Beam, like one of the, I don't know, would be probably bigger than a half gallon, right? What's the big jug? Uh, the handle? Yeah, with the handle. I think it's a half gallon. Okay, so yeah. it's a half gallon. And this girl, you know, five foot four, 110 pounds, like little, you know, freshman girl. But she could drink. Well, no, no. she couldn't. <laughs> but she thought she could. <laughs>
1: there you go. So this girl. There's a
0: problem. So this was this girl and her roommate and me <laughs> and a buddy of mine, and just, you know, just the four of us kind of hanging out in this room. And. This girl, I mean, within minutes is just in the floor throwing up. Oh, wow. And so we ended up, so uh, party's over. So we stop and we carry this girl literally back to her dorm, give her to her RA and say, look, she's just drank a little bit too much. And uh, the girl calls me the next morning what did you put in my drink oh wow and i and, and i was like oh my god like hey, no guy ever wants to hear that like that's a no. s- scary thing to hear sure. and i was like look and quite an accusation yeah and i was like look your clothes never left your body and you were drinking uh you know a jug of jim beam like nobody would have ever you know At what 18 she yeah she would have been 18 19 ish yeah but like I, and we again we'd talk for wow, a few and i was like look we can't talk anymore yeah. like i I get that you were concerned, but that's a pretty powerful accusation. Sure or like is. what happened, or like you're giving me something. So that's like, crazy. That, so I've never forgot that. But I, I guess that goes to my point of like if you don't drink a lot and you drink a jug of jim beam or if you don't smoke a lot of pot and you eat a whole bunch of it it probably has a pretty substantial effect it
1: does and those first drunks we all remember them all oh god, god they're just all... no nobody's got a good first drunk story they
0: all know all end in vomit yes every one of them for sure because also <laughs> when you're 19 years old you know you're not drinking top shelf 1800 right, tequila right. Like it's mad all, dog all 2020, 2020 and the worst ever
1: farm and, yeah. uh, all right so before you get in your list i've, I've got to ask you this more serious questions. So I've been in the text thread with my very conservative sister and my progressive brother in Jersey and uh, he had actually begged off for a while but now he's sort of back and we're all going back and forth they, they do much more back and forth I'll throw little asides in I'll throw things in to, to sort of throw a match on the you know th- throw a little gas on the fire and it's really not that hard to tweak my sister so you know I'll throw in memes or smart ass comments but <laughs> occasionally I'll get into the dialogue but they've been right. having this sort of endless dialogue where he uh, I actually referenced you in one of the texts I said you know Tristan kind of corrected me on the podcast last week about how what Fox has done, don't play whataboutism, don't do moral relevancy, you can't find an example on the left. And I'd like you to revisit that because that's the point that he is making. It's the point that most of Center left uh, America is making it doesn't get through to Fox. They're not reporting on the story, but it is really pretty unique. It's different what this is about, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think you could and take, why you could take that into the Tucker Carlson story that, that also dropped this week as well, which was um, Tucker had thirty five thousand different hours of footage from January 6th. from Kevin McCarthy, right, and was able to you know put together probably I don't know thirty minutes of pretty nonviolent tame footage, of course. Uh, Seth Meyers handled that pretty well with a joke last night on his show. He had a a John Wick feeding his cat. And he was like, see, John Wick could never hurt anybody. You know, there's like the 30 second scene. But again, yes, I feel like and I'm not naive to say, well, you know, we have we're the moral superpower side and Democrats never withhold news or. But there's there is not anything on the left that you can say, oh, look at this. That's just as bad. I mean, Boy, well, she think, certainly thinks so, whether it was, you know, Hunter's laptop
1: or fucking Joe is uh, out of touch and Jill takes care of him and Fauci knew that it was from a lab and on and on and the left covered that up.
0: And again, I think guys like me and you have a big responsibility in the middle to be, I guess, a little open to that with you know we don't want to have blinders on but again show me a text where Fauci was phone was subpoenaed and he said look this is bullshit and you shouldn't be wearing masks and well you know this is garbage and you know again at that point we all stand back on our side and say man we fucked you know we missed that he lied to us and we were just a hundred percent wrong but again, I think now that's the responsibility of the folks on the right.
1: That's a great point, Tucker Carlson
0: so, saying I, I hate Donald Trump like he's a piece of shit and you know. But going on the air and saying something radically different because he knows who he's talking to. Well, Look, you know we. I did I did say that in a
1: text to her that it, it's like they spit in your face the Fox News hosts and the Fox News upper management who basically said our fucking audience is such a bunch of rubes we'll just lie in their face and they'll parrot our bullshit.
0: Yeah. and which Where is you're kind of saying
1: said, if, that, if, that, if there were an example of that on the left, again, not to sound sanctimonious, but a lot of lefties would be saying, fuck Rachel Maddow if she lied to me. She's done.
0: Sure. And Dr. Fauci and and, and dr and Fauci. else. And
1: that's not happening. Right. They're just gleaming the, right there, on.
0: There just aren't examples of that being reversed. And again, am I saying that CNN... Well, no. What I'm
1: saying is not happening is Fox News faithfuls aren't saying oh, no. we're swearing off exactly. Tucker Carlson.
0: I've not heard anybody say, yeah. No. The, nobody that watches that news network religiously is going to... Oh, well, they've lost credibility and I'm not watching yeah, that again. That's, truly
1: an impenetrable bubble.
0: Right. Because it is it is more about how Fox News and Donald Trump makes you feel than whether or not it's true. Well, there or you go. It's, it's emotion. Just, they feel a certain way about that. It's and, emotion. Yeah, somebody sent me a picture. I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up real quick. I mean, again, it's nothing better on audio than pulling up a picture <laughs> for you. But uh, It but, works but, so but it's, well. It's a picture of this fucking Trump house uh, it's posted on Twitter, and this is Trump a Trump house. Yeah, look at this
1: thing. <laughs> oh, a house that has. Tr- oh, my goodness. Like, Ooh, so, how so, would you like to have him as your. So basically, I'm looking at like, a, you know, an A frame, and it is just covered in red, white, and blue with gigantic Trump letters.
0: And this is from where do we know? Uh, what part it, of the country? It may be on the tweet, but I didn't oh, see it. Oh, my But again, I think goodness. people have made this their personality, right? Ooh. Like it's. Once you've made something your entire personality, you can't then go back and go. Ah, maybe we missed it a little bit. I guess right? so. Like it's tough.
1: That's that cult of personality. <laughs> thing? It? It's
0: like you get married, and sometimes it's still deathly apart, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, kind of missed some of that, but yeah. you know, you don't always get the divorce. You always kind of stick up for your wife or whatever, as long right. as, as you're there. So, like, there's a lot of that. People are genuinely married to that like far right ideology and Fox News and QAnon and you know, they're just going to go with it, man. And whatever talking point somebody gives them to, you know, to justify whatever they're saying, they're just going to use that. But again, I think, you know, What what their anchors have done is just a hundred percent wrong. And, you know, but the point I was going to make like you're looking at CNN. Look, they may lead with a different story than Fox. MSNBC may lead with a different story. They may not always bring on, I don't know, the brightest Republican minds to debate a subject. And, of course, the same would be true on the other side, which I guess is a bit disingenuous sometimes. But to just blatantly lie and to completely disbelieve in the news you're reporting and, man, and that's to be a aware different of level and to be, aware be 100% aware of that yes a real real difficult and, yeah and you're just the saying challenge. these
1: rubes don't care they just love this ideology that's kind of and, what I'm saying if I'm a Fox Lister I'm insulted I'm like God, completely
0: they, that is insulting
1: yeah they thought so little of me that they just shoved the shit down my throat and know that I'd ingest <laughs> it and further parrot it all. Right. go out in the community and spout it
0: I can't think of a situation in media where if that happened to me that I wouldn't be yeah, completely against that person, at least if not the network or the ideology. If I knew somebody was just feeding me horseshit because they knew that's what I wanted to believe... That would be tough to take. It's very insulting. And Rupert Murdoch, the
1: 92-year-old billionaire, is kind of covering his ass. I mean, he knows his days are short, and he wants his legacy to be better than I, he was the owner of a complete fabricated <laughs> propaganda machine. He's basically throwing people under the bus. Yeah. You know? It's very true. <laughs> yeah, which it's shocking. And, they don't, and, and then Carlson, to your point, goes on Monday night, Tuesday night, and just not doubles down. Quinn doubles down. He's just on there still giving his middle finger. I mean, you've even got Republican senators, maybe our own named Senator McConnell, standing up saying, one one senator said total bullshit. Yeah, McConnell, yeah, completely rebuked what Carlson said. I mean, literally used the word bullshit. They believed it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good God. Yeah. (sighs) That party's got some problems.
0: Yes, it, it really does. And, you know, it wouldn't take much for the Republican Party to sort of get back to the to the center to the moral right and to kind of be a normal party but man they've they've got some fucking clowns and they've got some ideologies and they've got some news networks that they've got to clean up yeah and you've got to find somebody who's sensible
1: i i I like Chris Nunu from New Hampshire, um, you know, on the Democratic side, Tim Ryan. These are forward-looking younger men with some vision and some common sense, some extreme
0: common sense. Your boy if you from will. Jersey, the big boy, man. Christie, yeah, I like his Christy ships ships well, well enough. Probably sailed, but like probably. Yeah,
1: but... Uh, yeah, he was sort of at least a, a sensible individual. Yeah, you, you know. But uh, the, the the Republican Party right now is a scary entity when you've got, I guess, a hard thirty percent of Republicans who just fawn at Donnie's feet they would never uh, you know they're going nowhere um now if you I don't know if you saw him speak at CPAC it was a little enlightening it was a little uh heartening for me in that the room he spoke in was about half full
0: yeah and did you see the room I can't think of the lady uh, Don Jr's fiance, maybe oh uh Garf Guilfoyle, guy Guilfoyle, Gar- yeah, yeah. yeah. Her room, man. They, they showed a, a Kimberly, a brand, yeah. yeah, Kimberly Guilfoyle, and man, it looked like maybe a tenth of the room was full. Do you know
1: she is Gavin Newsom's ex-wife? I did know that. that's fucking that's, that's crazy,
0: fascinating. Yeah, that's I can see bizarre. why he's single or, or <laughs> why he why they split, <laughs> right? Because yeah, you know he wants to be president. Yeah, and again, and and boy, and- if
1: you were casting a president. Fuck, he's the guy. He's like straight so. out of central casting, right? Very every, true. Every president should look like him, but as yeah, far he's as a, polished it's a good, dude. bit like Mitt Romney. Yeah. He was straight out of central casting. That's true. But you know, I don't I don't know that he'll get there. Now uh, I saw we're fucking JFK Jr., not uh, RFK Jr. Did well, you JF- listen to
0: you If it's <laughs> JFK Jr., <laughs>
1: yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to be JFK Jr.'s running back. Oh gosh. No, Bobby Kennedy Jr. with the correct voice—just his voice alone. You, you've heard Bobby, haven't you? Where it sounds like his windpipe's broken. Yeah. I mean, that's right there. But he's—he's he's a uh, you know obviously a proud Democrat. Look at the family he's from. But he's a, sure. a wicked uh, vaccine. You know, specifically, COVID denier and vaccines generally caused autism. So he's got some kind of interesting ideas but i don't think rfk jr was going to be the next president
0: yeah well the equivalent of uh ronald reagan's son right doing the <laughs> yes. atheist commercials yes. every night on tv i am ron
1: reagan and i am not scared atheist. of going to hell not scared of going to hell <laughs> which is a really interesting thing fascinating ronnie's son yeah and again
0: to, just to throw a counterpoint to, to our republican friends that's not to say the democratic party is without problems and absolutely and far left absolutely and, not and, you know we're we're uh, canceling free speech at times and look there's a lot of shit we could clean up too but i think what you're seeing on the right with just the complete fabrications complete lies i mean th- th- that's pretty unprecedented and not there's not an equivalency on the on the left i the don't moment. believe there is and
1: i think you make a better uh, uh, to even further that point if there were an equivalency on the left there would be a lot of us you and i who would say, fuck those people. I'll find something somewhere else to go. I mean, once you're bullshit to me, you're done. And is, and and, and
0: again, and and maybe we're being unfair. Like we we talk about, uh, my buddy Aaron, like I could see him certainly feeling that way after something like this. So hopefully there is more of those guys that are in center, right. That would say, well, fuck you. If you don't believe that, you know, and you know, be honest with me. I think all of us would rather have somebody be honest, even if it hurt than lie to make us feel good. Look, January 6th was horseshit. Wow. We've got to be real about that. And
1: the thing is, Tristan, it's not you and me sitting here fucking flapping our gums in front of half a dozen or maybe we're up to 25 listeners. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about a, a network that re- has an enormous reach and really had a, a, an effect on America's society. I mean, they furthered that divide. They helped to drive that wedge even deeper by fomenting this bullshit that they knew was bullshit. Yeah. If they just come out when they know and they, you know, don't support any of this uh, because it was not an illegal election. There's 61 lawsuits. They won 60, right? Or lost 60, right. however you look at it. I mean, Joe Biden was the democratically and uh, legally and, and fully valid uh, elected president in 2000. And you still have this guy out there who, fuck, could get the nomination. Who knows? Talking about now he's up in his game to retribution, Right. What does retribution mean? Man, scary, scary stuff. I mean, this is tin pot dictator stuff. Yeah.
0: Retribution? And that's, and that's the problem, man. A lot of the stuff we've seen in the past, you could say, oh, well, that was uncouth. Or, uh, you know, I didn't like that he said that about him. But, man, it's what we're seeing now is a lot different than that. It's It know, really is. It really is close to, you know, oh, you want a, a dictator as opposed to a democracy. Okay, We should be pretty concerned about that. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, my brother's been saying for a long time that we may be witnessing the end of American democracy. I mean, it's not that far-fetched. Now, the guardrails seem to have held... In 2020, But if this guy somehow gets back in, which I, I, you know, so maybe he wins the nomination. How does he win the presidency? I just can't believe that there's enough people that would vote for him. I think it's a death knell. I think, look, he's lost all along. He he squeaked out that 2016 victory. All right, kudos. Nobody really saw that except for Michael Moore. That's so true. And, uh... Um, But they lost the 2018 midterms. They lost the 2020 presidential election. He'd probably lose again
0: in 24. I
1: mean, bit of a loser.
0: (laughs) Well, a lot of the analysts are sort of saying that, you know, he is pretty, you know, on path to get the nomination. But it would be tough for him to ever win a national election again. But I'll tell you the thing that keeps me up at night when I think about politics and Trump is that you know joe biden by all accounts is the guy man he just had a cancerous mole removed last week mm. you know joe biden has one bad night and he ends up having a stroke a month before the election oh my god donald trump wins that fucking thing so
1: that's frightening
0: you know it's the whole um uh, ruth bader ginsburg scenario right it's you, you've got somewhat uh, yeah i yeah. mean i think if a healthy joe biden now, Run, Marr runs. He's fine. Interestingly, takes
1: Bill Marr. Interestingly, takes a little different approach. He is an as you know, he's 65. Maybe he didn't feel this way at 25 or 35. But he makes that case about how most great societies, be it Native Americans through the Chinese, through the Greeks, um, very much put stock in what the elders had to stay. Say, a million percent. In America, we don't do that. We always want to throw the elders aside because it's all about youth and vitality and beauty and so forth. Sure. And to our own detriment that there should be. And and I've always said that. I don't think I had that wisdom when I was 25. But now as I'm looking at 65, it's um, you're not. You know, you can be very intelligent. You can be quite smart when you're 20, 30. You can't be wise. Wisdom comes from life experiences. It starts. It's one of the one of the nice things about growing old. There's a lot of not so nice things. But one of the nice things about growing old is you get wisdom. You get perspective. You're able to look at things differently. And obviously, Joe Biden is at that place in his life. But, you know, instead, people want to say, well, he's drooling on himself. I mean, see, I don't buy in any of that. Yeah, he's crazy. Right. I mean, by all accounts,
0: Joe Biden. You can look at a lot
1: of great shit he's done in in a few years. I was going to say, by all accounts, Joe Biden has been a pretty
0: comparable president. Yeah. A million percent. And now he's, he's you, always been gaff guy. Like you, you always he's expect always been a gaff guy. He's always going to fall off the bicycle and, and right. say the wrong thing sometimes. But, but yeah. you,
1: you read my sister's text, Tristan, and she represents that 30%. And they just have him absolutely blubbering. Nurse Jill, they call her now. Um, it, it takes care of them and props him up and feeds him vitamins. And, you know, on and on and on and it I, goes. I don't want to take up it's for your sister silly.
0: in this scenario. Uh, but at the same time, too. What are they watching that isn't showing that 24-7? Well, that's probably right. It's just any gap that's that's going to be magnified a million times over. That's the bubble. That's the impenetrable right wing slash
1: FAUX bubble. Yeah,
0: so she's (laughs) hearing that constantly. And now you have to evaluate that and say, okay— If they lied to me about this other stuff, maybe he's not a drooling fucking. Well, and they
1: don't want to go there, right? That's a great point. Boy, you make such good points. You you should find somebody else to do this show with who's as
0: smart as you are. But that's a great point. If you
1: think about what you just said, man, that's pretty eye-opening. If you if you uh, if you buy into Carlson and Hannity and and Ingram were just blowing smoke up your ass about the election, now you might have to take a step back and say. Well, they've been blowing smoke up my ass about this whole Biden thing too. That's a fucking great point. Right. I mean, maybe this it, is why we don't rehearse because shit comes out that we, <laughs> you know, we really don't rehearse this. Obviously. Yeah. That's a fantastic point, man.
0: So, but but again, I feel like if you, you know, if you and I went home and. Caught our wives with a man at home when we got back, we would reevaluate a lot of things. Yes. Right? Things would be evaluated. Right. And I feel like in this scenario, they're like, okay, we'll finish up. I'll be, you know, I'll be out in the living (laughs) room. I'll be making drinks. Like, look, you have to reevaluate new information as it comes and say, okay, Maybe these guys aren't of the devil. Maybe they're not lining up that's, babies to kill them. Just to Maybe f- the vaccine doesn't have micro magnets in it. A like,
1: fantastic point, Tristan. Yeah, thanks, that's right. let's, So let's just end that discussion there because I got one more thing to bring up. and I know you've got 10 things. My <laughs> but but things are never important. I, I, all right. So I manage, I run a bowling center. I manage 32, I think, if you consider, if you factor in all the part-timers and so forth. There's about seven of us that work full-time, about 25 part-time employees, most under the age of 30, not all. Not gonna name any names, not gonna talk about anybody, but Tristan, safe to say that I just had this brutal week at 62 where the young folks are struggling. I had to talk to four different employees One who actually ingested some pills in an effort to perhaps take his life. Several others who talked about it. And my question is less about that. Not that my heart doesn't go out and, and I spent a lot of time with each of them. But what is driving this? Because there is, I think, very good evidence that twenty-five and under—I believe the—I believe the leading cause of death outweighs uh, traffic accidents and um, and drugs is suicide. Uh, it's more prevalent in males than females. Wow! It is higher than it's ever been in the country's history, and it seems to have really grown since about two thousand. The last twenty years, and what is this predilection, if that's the the right word, with with suicide of late?
0: Man, you know what? Social media? That's where I was going with yeah. it. I mean, my thing was, and you kind of hear this in music sometimes, it's the, man, I grew up poor, but, you know, everybody else was, and we didn't know, you know, which is not a literal song lyric, but that's, Yeah. Sure. You know, Alabama, bitch, right? and yeah, 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 and and I kind of had that, like, I sure. grew up dirt poor and just didn't think much about it, but now you have everything your friends are doing, everywhere they're going, every, you know, person, and, and you know, in their absolute best light taking pictures. Look, I mean, that probably is a bit stressful. Every wrong thing you do is going to like magnified. Right. You and I made fun of kids when we were in school. Like, you'd make fun of each other, right? Like, you pick on your buddy, your buddy pick on you. But now that's in front of 40,000 people on Twitter or Facebook or, man, I, I mean, high school and being, you know, a young 20-year-old adult pretty freaking hard so generally.
1: So it, it's not a but, coincidence that this rise in not just talk of suicide but actual suicide uh, marries well with the rise of social media. I would think 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I, I, I just I, heard you know, a story. I don't know
1: where, where else to look.
0: Man, I heard just this week there was a story about uh, some kid, like. Like a young girl. I wish I'd done research on what we were gonna talk about. But uh some, no, that's no fun. Somebody was online basically just blackmailing her, like maybe they had she had sent a naked picture or something and the party was just some bullshit scam where he was like, Well, give me five thousand dollars or I'm gonna release these pictures or whatever and you know, she just killed herself. Oh god. And you just see it all the time. Like those types of stories like, you know, somebody was gay and they didn't want it to be out and somebody finds out and they threaten you know Man, it's just there's now, a lot of shit people that, that we didn't have to deal with. So
1: I right. So I'll add this caveat as an old guy who is not <laughs> very socially media savvy, which I refer to you because I think you very much are. I don't uh, know. And so, well, certainly much more than I am. That's fair. And and you talk often about the deleterious, ooh, mm, right up there with you, Right up there with ubiquitous, ubiquitous. Yeah. Uh, effect of social media, and I and I take your word a hundred percent. Um, That said, the caveat I would add is that I can't really account for the social media um, formula and how how it plays its way in. But I also think in addition to social media, there has been this effort, nobly intended as it may be, to make sure kids are always happy and always doing things that make them happy and contented. And, you know, life is dual. Life is day and night. Sun and moon, I guess in the Eastern philosophy, yin and yang, light and dark. You can't appreciate the good unless you feel the bad. There's no way to get out of this life short of ending it without feeling pain. But pain, some of the best lessons in life come through pain, whether it's a loss on a sports field or a loss of a close confidant or a family member. Yeah, it hurts like a motherfucker, and it's real difficult, but the best lessons that you learn come from loss, not necessarily from wins. And so once that's removed, that also adds to a dysfunction amongst kids. And I think there has been an effort, again, probably nobly intended, to take away that pain, but you gotta feel that pain to know you're alive.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you've referenced it, I think, on the show a few times, and it, it was it's such a great point that, you know, when we were kids, if, oh, damn you, alarm, <laughs> I will not send my daily email to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we were kids and the teacher called the school to say we had done something wrong, our parents were mad at us. Yes. Now, they're mad at the teacher right. or the That's principal changed. or the school. Yeah, or, absolutely. And, and they're, you know, and again, there's a lot of little factors. You can't blame any one thing but there definitely is an environment where maybe we were told, get your shit together, and that probably worked for most of us there's still probably people that needed extra help with sure. mental issues sure. I mean, there's there's some you know real things to deal with right but i think we there you can't deny that kids are so much more coddled today than they were well, 10 15 20 you know my, my brother's
1: story where he lost his mom lost our mom when he was a 15 year old sophomore in high school he remembers taking a couple of days off we did what we did we buried mom he went back to school doesn't remember a teacher a principal a guidance counselor anyone saying a fucking word to him now was that right no probably not. He was a hurting young man. He sure. needed some help. Probably why he drank more than he probably should have and and myself included and I always tell about after Vince's death and how much I drank. So yeah, th- th- that wasn't right either. There's nothing wrong with getting help, but then it seems like the pendulum swung fully the other way and and you know, the coddling again nobly intended results not great.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, you think if you, you can't you can be too good of a parent in my mind. Because again if you shelter your kids completely at 18 years old, then they go off to college at 19 and they're playing a college sport and the coach yells at them then it becomes oh my god, what is this? You know, because in high school they could control that. They would go, oh, we'll go talk to that coach and we'll, you know, we'll handle this for you. I mean, and again, I'm sure most kids adapt fine, but there probably is a pretty strong uh, trouble adjusting for people that have been overparented and haven't had to learn and deal with things on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so, again, it can't help.
1: Uh, uh, so these young guys, I hope they're all doing, and they all are exclusively male. Uh, I, I hope they're doing well. Obviously, they're at tough points in their lives. I'm, I'm there for them. But, you know, there is that other part of me, Triz, that it says, Jesus Christ, maybe retirement is is the right choice right now because, you know, that is the really man- man- managing is tough.
0: And you got what about 30 people? Yeah,
1: 32 if you count everybody. Seven or eight in a full time and then a lot, you know, varies between 15 and 35 hours for the rest and What do you do to help somebody that comes to you like uh, that? Man, I mean, just I've close kinda... the door and talk to him. Yeah. You know? Man, close the door and talk to him, suggest some help. Uh, tell them whatever they need that I can supply within reason I will um, you you know and and really cross your fingers and hope for the best and some of them I know better than others um, but I wish them all well and it just struck me like wow man this is a lot and it seems to be a fairly prevalent thing now with 25 and these Four, probably we're all under the age of 25.
0: No, what is their... Maybe one is a little older. But what do yeah. they tell you? Like, what's got them that hurt? What do they, what's well, one was
1: the classic female. The other was a, a life situation. He has a partner that he has a child with they're not married and it's just a struggle because he thinks he may have made the wrong choice he's got a two-year-old son and i'm like so the answer is to take yourself out of the equation uh, another just doesn't want to be where he's at in his life right now and it would be easier just to not be here and i mean jesus christ man, wow, man. it's That's a yeah, lot. yeah 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 it, it's a lot yeah and it's a i hate to say this but it's a, a tad
0: exhausting oh unbelievably so yeah. you know i had a friend that. Yeah, I guess he's still a friend. I haven't talked to him in a few years, but you know, military guy, uh, Marine, PTSD. Probably had some problems before he went in. You know, yeah. a- exponentially multiplied after he was out. You know, man would make those calls to me. Man, sitting here about to kill myself, and it's, it's brutal. Fuck, man, what do you do? Like yeah, you just said, like you said, you try and talk and you know be a shoulder. But and again, it also becomes like a burden on you because you know every time they're drunk or you know you're getting that call and you got to sit there for an hour because what you can't not talk to your friend that's threatening suicide it is
1: interesting that alcohol plays a huge role Uh, uh, at least two if not three out of the four were at their lowest when they were shit-faced and they were ready to do something stupid Um, So that's a suggestion, you know, cut back on the alcohol because people not a bad idea. You know, alcohol can be euphoric, but at its core, it is a
0: depressant. Right. Alcohol is a depressant. Alcohol has made me do many stupid things, but never think about that.
1: (laughs) Did you ever think about
0: the taking of your own life? Not seriously. No. I mean, I think we all have those days where you just think, except Lucas, he's a fucking
1: robot, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I
1: marvel at him, but you know, I love him to death. He's not necessarily the most empathetic of people, and I think those two things are tied hand in hand. But he's it's like, true. I just don't get it, man. I don't understand it. I've never had that thought in my head. Yeah, yeah. sure, I have, but you know, and then and then you get that, you know, s- is it semantical argument or that philosophic argument of uh, courage or cowardice? Like it's like to actually do that. Take some courage, but in a certain way, it's cowardice. Because, and and I try to impress that trite, though it may sound. To further answer your question, it's like think about those you're leaving behind. The one, the the, sure. the, the kid with the two year old son who actually <sighs> took pills. Yeah, um, and wow. none of this comes to me firsthand. It's other. It's other employees say, hey, you know, could you talk to because yeah. this thing's going on. So True. of course. Uh, it's not like they first come to me because I'm the old guy and they're kids that yeah, they talk. No doubt. Uh, but, yeah, he, he, you know, I think about your two-year-old, man. The fuck? He's going to grow up now without a dad? And, and you get, you know, he's my buddy. We watch movies. Well, don't take that from him. <laughs> right. You know, think about your mom. I mean, these people that you have, yeah. your coworkers here, me. I mean, I'd be crushed if any one of these four actually went forward with it. So, you know. It's, it's a lot, Trisden, but it was just the last two weeks were crazy with like, fuck, we're dealing with a lot here. Man. That it has nothing to do with making the business any money. Right. It's it, all the personal side of oh, managing. Oh, yeah. No you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I always say in my job, like, man, I'm part-time counselor to so many clients. Yeah, sure. You, you hear about who's cheating on their spouses and, man, I mean, it's... And people, I think, overall, people want to talk and want to tell you what's going on and they want somebody to listen but, again, the tab, the taboo and the stigma for getting actual help is such as though most people don't want to do that part of it. So, man, if there's anything I And you I don't think just,
1: that's changed a bit over It the has. Years, it has. Yeah, so, I would oh, hope so. For
0: sure. Yeah, I would hope yeah, so. Yeah, but I don't know if it's still to the point where— Yeah,
1: it's still a stigma somewhat.
0: Yeah. But, man, here's a good example of, of mental health and somebody not getting help. I just thought about this the other day after you had mentioned uh, that you might want to bring part of this up. I've got a buddy, well, used to be a buddy, not a buddy anymore, but he collects guns, like big gun guy. Like, went from being probably as liberal a guy as I know to like pretty super right wing because in the gun culture, which is kind of where he found his niche, is very right wing. Yeah. So, went from being a guy that would call me out on telling a dirty joke to, you know, this, you know, I don't want to say QAnon rabbit hole, but certainly the Trump rabbit hole.
1: So, that's why you refer to him as
0: sort of a former friend. Yeah. Because he's a little kooky. Yeah. And um, so... And this is a guy that I know 100% had some pretty severe social anxiety to the point where he wouldn't want to really go out and, you know, like go to a birthday party, like Hmm. would force himself a couple times a year maybe to go and and kind of be social. Pretty good on -on one-on-one, like, you know, could come over and hang out with you like that and be pretty good. But, man, you had three or four people and, like, closed up and just really struggled. And one time I just kind of came out and asked him, I, I was like, man, you know, would you ever consider like, you know, just taking something or talking to somebody about that? And he's like, well, if I did that, then, you know, I could end up on a registry and I'd lose my guns. Oh, wow. And I am like, man, that's Holy a shit. pretty good point. Pretty, you know, they're, they're, I, I was pretty blown away by that because he, he was right. So wow. he would rather white knuckle a, a bit of mental illness keep than, than keep his guns. <laughs>
1: Well, so, all right. So, so the healthcare
0: so system also sorry, broken in this country as a side note.
1: Well, I suppose, especially mental health care. All right. Yeah. So uh, we've covered those two things, and uh, that was kind of my own little bit of venting. Much like you have said, this is like our own counseling session. <laughs> if it doesn't work for any listeners, it's good for us. So you, you've got 10 things written down. Let's hear at least a few
0: of them. All right. So, okay. The, the story that I was going to start the show with... <laughs> Which 40 a, minutes ago. Which was a much lighter time in the show. So, uh, you know, the if nothing, we, heavy, we organized man. this show it's in a heavy. very great way. So there was a joint birthday party. Oh, I went right. To Back to the joint. Thank last, you. Last weekend. And my wife's family, like, you know, we'll get together every couple months. And, you know, like whoever had birthdays in that couple months, we'll have some cookie cake and hang out or whatever. So. <sighs> There was a guy that showed up. We went to my niece's basketball game, who's seven years old, and my. Well, uh, those games are painful. i never. I don't go to enough to be bothered. Like that was the first one I went to, so I was like, it was fine, right? To watch you know. I'm just a kids curmudgeon. Play. Well, no, but I'm sure. Again, if I had kids and you had to go to twenty of those things, it would be a nightmare. But uh, so. There was a guy at the ball game that was friends with my brother-in-law, and he sort of got invited by default to the family birthday party. And he was, you know, I guess maybe was out of town. They saw him at the high school. Oh, come on over. So definitely huge family friend to, like, my brother-in-law. Okay. My brother-in-law's a pastor. Oh. And this guy sang at his wedding. Like, he's a singer guy, super Christian guy. Okay. Nice enough, I guess. You're right. And uh, so we're kind of all in line getting tacos like my mother-in-law made tacos for the crew (laughs) and the guys behind me singing a gospel song oh wow like out loud (laughs) in the taco line (laughs) and i just wonder like you know i'm kind of a look at me guy like i guess and he's belting it out
1: he's not doing it quietly
0: it's he's not like top of his lungs but it's like a good solid like you know at conversational level (laughs) it's like again you and i are doing a podcast so obviously we don't hate attention But, like, could you imagine being in a line of people and just belting out a Christian song? Like, you're you're just trying to get, like, I'm just in my mind. Like, I go to these weird places. I'm like man, I'm just trying to fucking get refried beans on this plate. <laughs> and this guy's like, save your Lord, our Savior. Lord. And I'm just trying to go as fast as I can with the Ortega sauce. Get me out of this. So I don't know. I, I don't really have a question. Or I don't even know just where a to comment. take that. Yeah, but
1: Interesting. But
0: you have to be a little weird to pull that, right? Like, sure. I mean, that's just yeah. a strange You should like, have
1: started singing the dead's friend of the devil. Friend of the devil is a friend of mine. Oh, God. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So, again, so that was my weekend. I've kind of just, in my mind, laughed at that a little yeah, bit because funny. I just think, what a strange thing to do mm-hmm. in line for tacos. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. So, But,
1: see, he's filled with the spirit, man. You don't get it.
0: He was, and I right. don't, I guess, right. sadly. So, right. um, let's see. Oh, here's one. Again, this is, it's kind of the same type of story. Not much substance there. I live in a pretty nice neighborhood in Indian Hills, you know, out towards Paint Lick. And um, on the corner, there's a, some people that moved in last year. And they've got a kid that's probably three. And the kid's always naked and outside. Now, that's weird, right? Like it, <laughs> yes. So, like, in my problem, like, I bicycle and I walk every day in the neighborhood. And there's always a little three-year-old kid. And these like, are hippies. Standing by. No, I don't think so. No, Trump's no, Trump supporters. No, they got oh, Trump on the, oh, on the, on the car. some
1: clothes on that kid
0: man but like there's a point where you have to clothe your kid like he's on the trampoline jumping naked and that's true you've seen most curb your enthusiasms yes do you
1: remember the one where they're it's larry and richard lewis and some of the other boys and they're hanging at this pool party and uh and it's uh what's his name uh shit i can picture him but i I can't he was an snl um Tim Meadows no Tim Matthews something he was he was on Mazurki like back in the early 80s he plays wow. the father but the little kid goes running by and all you see is his bare ass he's naked of course you don't see his front and Larry and Richard and all like you see that kid he's, holy sh-. so they start calling him the porn baby <laughs> apparently he was on like a horse so it gets back yeah. it gets back to the father and, and Larry's saying it in typical Larry uh, fashion you know like hey man case you sick motherfucker he's, he's talking he's like hey you see the porn baby holy (laughs) i guess this kid's got this swinging as he goes running by
0: the porn baby but, but yeah, I guess nothing weirder is a non-parent than you know. Nah, you should put clothes naked on your kid. kids. I mean,
1: that's yeah, it's a little weird, especially at three. That's funny, Tristan. Yeah. yeah. No, and he, I would. try Patty would greatly struggle with that. Hell, she doesn't even <laughs> like pictures when the kids were naked. You know, well, you have to little, be careful. You don't know kids. who's looking.
0: like. I see you social know, like media in the
1: in the sink where you're washing them. It's like, oh, you know, no. Yeah,
0: but um, yeah, you see well, social media pictures too. and people. Jesus you don't know what kind of weirdos are looking at and selling your baby's naked pictures. So yeah, good. God. By all means, hide your. Your kid's junk. So, hide your kids oh junk. God. That'd
1: be a bumper sticker.
0: Yeah. Hide your kids' Put junk. Put your kids' junk away. <laughs> yeah, it's always baby on board, hide the junk. We went to uh, a couple of our other neighbors who we love dearly, they're like family, they invited us over for the Super Bowl party. And I and I, I looked at, at my friend, I was like, Daryl, have you seen the naked kid? Oh yeah. And he just cracked up. He's like, Man, what's he doing? Every like, day. Every that's time we ah, oh, that's so, good. Yeah, anyway, um, let's see. Seen The Last of Us? Have you watched any of this show? And no. that is good. It's
1: based on a comic book. A video or game. Video game is.
0: Bizarrely yeah. enough. But that, it's good. HBO? Man, HBO I've seen it advertised. So, so it's good. worth watching. Oh The my Last gosh. of Us. Really is good. it the first season? Uh, yeah, first season. And I think it's they're doing it kind of like um the first season is kind of its own thing. So then the second season would be maybe it would be The um, first season is over? Uh, one more episode this Sunday. So it would be worth going back and watching? It's oh, an yeah. hour long drama? Yeah. So yeah, you if and your to, wife
1: are watching it together.
0: Yeah, so I was going to watch it by myself, and she kind of. Peeked in and was like, oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's money. So if you get a chance, that's pretty great. We're working our way through the wire again. I've seen it before. Not not all five, seven or
1: five seasons, I think. But I've seen most of the first two or three. And then Patty has started to watch it with Ray. And uh, it's a great show,
0: man. Really good. Yeah. I, I watched it maybe for the first time a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Some people say one of the best American dramas ever made. Well, it sure feels pretty real. Oh, right? Like, it's, yeah. you know, you definitely feel. And again, you don't know. But you feel like a lot of the cop interactions, the drug interactions, right. like that feels pretty, you know, pretty authentic.
1: Yeah, because it's it doesn't sit moral judgment. They're humans, and the guys that are selling drugs, that's what they have available to them. And the cops know you can't arrest everybody all the time, so you got to work your deals and you know gather the information you can. And yeah, very real, I say.
0: Yeah. All right, what else you got? Oh gosh, did you see it during CPAC, uh, Trump said that Biden's been hiding the wall. What does that mean? Like. Portions of the wall, the Mexico border wall, yeah. like Biden's hiding them,
1: hmm.
0: which was an actual thing Trump said, like he was taking portions of the wall and putting them in an undisclosed hiding place. Hmm. I don't know if that's worth the conversation, but I just wrote it down because I thought that's kind of a weird thing. This thing. To think. Pink
1: Floyd's wall. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Which would be a better wall. Oh, I got over my fear of elevators a bit over my on my beach trip. How didn't
1: I have that fear? I'm sure it's
0: got a name. I'm sure it does too. Well, a couple years ago we Elevative went
1: elevator phobia.
0: We went to this beach and got stuck on the elevator oh, for did you? 15 minutes. Oh. And you know, who's scared of elevators? Nobody, right? Like they're quick oh, and they're Oh no, no, no.
1: There's people scared of elevators. Well,
0: I wasn't until I got stuck on one of those motherfuckers with like nine other people. But Do you know an elevator smells different to a midget? Okay, Troy, can you pop that out as you listen, please? And also remove my laughter. That's embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, so we're stuck for like 10 minutes and then uh, got out. And so since then, I'm like, I am not riding elevators. I'm walking. I can you know, see I'm that. I'm doing the stairs. I'm right. But I've been able in every hotel since then to get something like top, you know, bottom five floors. So we went back to the same place, and they could only get us in the seventh floor. Okay.
1: So that's where you draw. You can do five flights. You can do five. I'm not doing seven, eight
0: times a day. I'm just not.
1: Right. So going down ain't bad. It's going up. Well, what I
0: started doing first two days, I would ride up the elevator, walk down the stairs. So I would cut my elevator trips in half. Mm. By the end, I was kind of like, "Fuck it, I'll just get stuck again and you know have a but." I think it was. It was better. It was kind of like shock therapy, like I had to do it, and now so, I'm good again.
1: Having ridden any number of elevators, as we all have, sure. and knock wood, having never, to my recollection, being stuck on one, tell me about that. Just you and your wife or a room No, full? it was like
0: nine of us. It yeah. was a pretty... In an elevator half
1: the size of this th- office we're in?
0: Um, yeah, pretty small elevator. So you're kind of crammed in. Crammed in. No like, midgets. Not a no midgets there, unfortunately. Uh, no room like you could not like sit down if you wanted to. So we're all just kind of there, and it was funny because... The overall tone of the folks stuck was like scared. Like nobody was oh, like, really? "Oh, really? Ah, man, it, you know this happens all the time. They'll be here in ten oh, minutes." No. Like everybody you could see, like in their their eyes, like people were close to panic. Like there was a lot of people like with just wide eyes. And this him. was where uh, in uh, Charleston, in a hotel. Yeah. And so. And you, so, what
1: was the outcome? It took them ten minutes to free you, know, you guys. Yeah,
0: we we hit the button as like, uh, mm. "Hey, man, we're stuck in the elevator." <laughs> And uh, the, the kid, I guess it was the front desk, mm. he was like, all right, be right there. Mm. Like, you, you know, no concern at all. Yeah, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay. So now I guess we just sit here, you know, eight, nine, now ten minutes Now does conversation later. break out? I think I made an attempt to say a couple things yeah. because that's kind of people are because that's oh, yeah. well,
1: elevators are a tad awkward. You know, you kind of stand there and I try and, but, you know, yeah, no, you don't want defuse to and, the situation and, yeah, defuse situation. the situation. But then, you know, you got the claustrophobia thing, too. Yeah. If people are claustrophobic, that elevator starts to tighten on them.
0: Yeah. You know, so it was definitely you can tell for the most part, like it was not a group of people that loved it. Like it was. If you'd had one or two people, I think that had been in a similar situation, or that was just like, "Yeah, man, this happens," and you know, give it a few minutes or whatever. But like everybody was kind of like, "Oh, we're all going to die here," mm. you know. It was just kind of. Now, did you hear them working or? No, so I, it, I guess get
1: stuck between I, floors, and they I got to pull you up or down.
0: I think the deal was is that the door would stick, and all he had to do was kind of walk over with a crowbar, mm. kind of pull God it, and it kind of came man. came fine, which is what happened. Yeah, so you know, ten minutes later, he's like pop now, It's fine
1: Dave David Harrison who was a guest on our show fellow Berea yeah. uh, co- uh, college alum tells a funny story and, and again I won't mention a name but there was a local wedding planner here who was um I, I got along with her fine Dave struggled a bit um just because he's gonna hate this if he hears it but I don't know that he listens Dave <laughs> as I always tell you I know all your faults if I had any you'd know mine Dave can be a test Dave can be a tad stubborn nice. I sort of you know, went along to go along with her. I knew she wanted things in a particular way. Anyway, he wasn't the biggest fan of this woman. Got stuck on an elevator at oh. Keen Johnson. You know, the beautiful Keen Johnson building on Eastern's yeah. campus, but it's an older building. Yeah, and the elevator, yeah, it's only three floors. But they, he was taken from the third floor down to the ground floor and was stuck for like twenty minutes, just him and her. Oh wow! <laughs> I said, "See, karma's a bitch, man."
0: That's good times. Yeah, that's funny. So I did. I talked to like the manager while, while I was there on this trip, and I was like, "Man, you know," when he told me seventh floor. I said
1: same building that you got stuck in
0: yeah oh no shit and I was like does do your elevator still suck like does ah. he goes man we actually had to a couple years ago have the fire marshal come and, and perform some kind of crazy maintenance oh, or like God. but he was like yeah it would just stick all the time oh I thought
1: you're gonna save some kind of crazy rescue okay no so, so I, they've uh, corrected it that's you what hope. he
0: said he said for the most part now it's pretty
1: good what's the so. longest trip you ever took on an elevator
0: Oh, shit. Um, maybe something at like NBC going up... Um, 80 floors or 60 floors. Yeah, something like that. I think I t- took the Twin Towers to the 88th floor, but those oh, elevators awesome.
1: zip, man. Boom.
0: What they say, they, too, and I read about this after I got stuck, that those guys are really trained well in if the elevator gets stuck and they will talk to you and tell you what's going so, on. So
1: really, you're worse off in the seven-story yeah. older hotel that just yeah.
0: That's it. If you're
1: in a building in downtown New York, L. A., Chicago, even if something happens, they're right there. Right. That's interesting. So, yeah. And then how about those open glass elevators where you can watch? And there's always those stories told. That I'm great say, with Seeing a sex act. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the claustrophobia doesn't. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: if you're stuck there, you can still see what's going on. Right. Like there is something about being in a box. Um.
1: You've been to Memphis? No, oh, no, never, never been. Spent time okay, in so the
0: Pyramid is where the Grizzlies used
1: to play. They built a new downtown arena. Yeah, but um, um, Bass Pro bought that. You told me about right, that. Right, and yeah. they've got the the world's or the country's longest freestanding elevator. However, that works. And it's a really cool trip up. It takes you up to the... I don't, I don't know how many floors that is, but it's substantial because the pyramid comes up. And it takes you to a rooftop bar where you've got a, a 360 view of... You know, one side is Mississippi River. The other is you're looking at Memphis and that's so forth. That's yeah. outstanding. Yeah. But that's a really cool elevator ride because it's oh, open air and you're looking. And what they've done in that Bass Pro Shop, Tristan, is they've got these fucking rooms, never stayed in one, that are built to, to look like basically... Um, Sort of glamping. They're like rustic cabins that you can rent around the uh, around the perimeter. Of, oh, that's cool. The, yeah, it's pretty neat. It's, nice. a, it's a very cool place to visit. Yeah, I'd love to check that. That, out. that Bass Pro Shop is pretty cool. Yeah, nice. So, and I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm a big indoorsman. I'm not much of an outdoorsman. <laughs> so, yeah. You know.
0: Well, it's funny because you know, I'm I'm kind of both. And since I've been married, I like kind of trying to talk my wife into go camping, like I could easier have her hack her arm off. Then, you know, then go like really do an outdoor trip. So that's never going to occur for me. Um, Did you see Chris Rock? Did you see any of his show? What did you think of that?
1: Uh, People had mixed reactions. Some people said, man, why now? You know, revenge is best served cold and all that stuff. He's still funny. You know, I like when he said, that dude played Muhammad Ali in a movie. And he (laughs) hit me across the face. That's true. But what did you think? I You're a bit of an, a comedy aficionado.
0: Yeah, yeah, the thing that I saw in advance of watching it was some 20-something-year-old had wrote, uh, it really seemed like a get-off-my-lawn, and it wasn't funny, and it was too right. long. And, yeah, I've heard and thought, people say Really? That. Yeah. So when I watched it, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, well, I didn't get that at all. Like He's one of the funniest human beings on Earth. I mean, he probably said some... Things that the woke crowd would have not sure. loved, but sure. it's comedy. He, uh, he said, man,
1: I've always loved Will Smith. but uh, And I don't remember the movie, but <laughs> there must be some movie that Will Smith gets his ass beat. So he said, you know, I watched oh, yeah. Gladiator. What was yeah. the movie? Just to watch him get his ass beat.
0: Emancipation. Uh, emancipation. Just yeah. to watch him get his <laughs> ass beat. Yeah. You missed the spot, Massa. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Hit him yeah. again! Hit him again! Yeah, that was yeah. Funny. I mean,
1: he was—he's certainly entitled. The guy slapped him across the face. You yeah, know, that's it's a shitty the, the, situation. The, the, the Oscars are at hand. Maybe the timing
0: was right. Oh boy, he handled that as good as a human being could Will have handled Smith that. Will Smith just slapped
1: the shit out of me. I think huh. that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. I had no problem with it.
0: So that was pretty fascinating. So yeah, other than that, I just want to know what deleterious means, so we can move on. Uh, it means detrimental. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I do know what detrimental means. Yeah. Nice. I think that. Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Email us. Perfect so uh, yeah man that's all I got what else you got
1: Uh, maybe some joke I can't I have to go to the uh, have to go to the book Um, not too much that note that that Nokovic story is interesting. They won't let him into the United States to play tennis which is kind of silly. It is. May, May 5th and I saw Patrick McEnroe speak on it who knows something of where he stands and he said uh, of the top 200 players in the world there's one who's not vaccinated and that's Djokovic. Yeah. And if if they, they bend the rule you know though he's the world's greatest tennis player. Now McEnroe also said that he will go down as the greatest tennis player ever. And I always thought that there were only two sports where you could name without argument the greatest, which is hockey with Gretzky. I don't think anybody's going to have the LeBron Michael argument, although Ovechkin from the, from the Washington uh, Capitals may be in that conversation here in the not-too-distant future. And uh, Roger Federer was the greatest tennis player. But they say now that it will wind up being uh, uh, Djokovic. Wow. Fascinating. Is it? Yeah, not, not really. really. Who gives <laughs> but, a shit about that? But tennis?
0: To, to your point, like, you know, when you're making blanket rules to try and keep people safe, it's hard to just yeah, say, th- yeah, to somebody. we're going to make this rule except for, you know, millionaire tennis players that happen to be in great shape that are yeah, under 30. Like, you know, it's well, tough. It. Yeah. So, yeah. sometimes. Speaking, speaking of sports, Howard
1: Coase sell. You remember Howard Coast sell? It was before your time, do you? Before, but speaking you know, of a sports. Legend. Well, speaking of sports, I saw where the um, Giants signed Daniel Jones and put a franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, which means they should be able to bring both of them back, which would be great. And I think the Ravens put a franchise tag on Lamar, which means that he's free to talk to other teams, but the Ravens get to match whatever offer is made. Nice. Is that how that works? I think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: And the Cincinnati Reds made a big move by getting a new Bat Boy this year. Yeah, it's rough. rough, huh? Yeah, it's no good. They're going to be out of it by March, and I think the season starts March 30th. See, that's when it sucks. Yeah, and it's you go through these really long stretches of sucking, and it's miserable because that's kind of my sport and my team, and they're local. You would just like to see them infuse a little bit of cash. And you were too young to well, you were eleven. Chris Sabo. Yeah, well, and I was ten. I got Barry, to enjoy the ninety the series. Barry Larkin. Larkin. Hal and Morris. Then, Jose um, Rio. Eric Olu Davis interviewed. Yeah. Tom Browning still on that team. He was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So that was that was and uh, of course me. Jose. Yeah. Who we had on. Yeah.
1: All right. So who brings us our jokes? That's
0: uh Let's see. Aaron. Let's go with Aaron for yeah. Bad Wolf Gaming. Pawn. This one's pretty cool. Or, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I, so I, we'll I, give him I, I backwards did. Either way, I'll bet you you can
1: you probably come up with this one. It's easy once I read it. Did you hear about the quarry that went out of business? The quarry that went out of business? Yeah, the quarry. No. So what are they dealing, man? They deal in stones and rocks. Stones, rocks. rocks so yeah.
0: they hit... Flintstone? Rock bottom. Oh, oh The very quarry nice. went out of
1: business because they hit rock bottom. That was only okay. Let's try another Dunch. one. Uh, nah,
0: that one's terrible. <laughs> we need a new joke book. Yeah, these, some of these.
1: All right, all right. I'll tell you what. I'm I, So... There's these real quickies like I read, but there's actually, every few pages, a, a, a full joke. Let's try Let's a, Let's go all in. Let's try a full joke, Tris. Like I'm it. reading this for the first time, so we can probably moan together. That's perfect. A woman brought her St. Bernard to the veterinarian. She said to the vet, I'm concerned that my dog is cross-eyed. Is there anything you can do for him, doctor? Will he be okay? Well, I'm not sure, said the vet. Let's have a look at him. The vet picked up the dog and examined his eyes. Finally, she said, I'm going to have to put him down. Stunned, the woman exclaimed, what? Why would you do that? Just because he's cross-eyed? The vet replied, no, because he's really
0: heavy. <laughs> That's not, bad. not too bad. Nah. <laughs> at least you, uh. you got invested, you know, so that made it worth something. All right, man, so, so again, we've killed so almost yeah. an hour, but you've got so, something new you're introducing. Yeah, so, so, right, so cool. thanks to Bad Wolf Gaming, and, and of course, thanks to Aaron at Bree Pond. Yes, yes. Your commercials will play soon, Yes. or have already played. So yeah, so I came up with a game, instead of doing a top 10 list or reading any of our actual reviews, um, I've got 10 quotes, and they're either from Donald Trump, mostly from CPAC, or Batman. Oh Christ! And you get to decide—oh shit—Trump or Batman. <laughs> so the best you could possibly do if you get everyone right is ten, or you know, so somewhere between zero and ten. Oh God! All Let's right. see how many quotes so Ray Every- can get correct. Oh, God.
1: I have not we have not this no is strictly off the cuff this, i wish never we had rehearsed her. this you could make me seem smart okay <laughs> and is it a mix or you're not going to give me any hints it is a mix uh, yeah okay. so
0: it uh, may be one in nine but it's a mix okay all right so trump or batman so how many can i get get right if i just say trump every time uh yes yeah, so probably halfish okay. or less uh, maybe uh, i don't know i'll try and do better all right if you're good at something never do it for free we should bring
1: Dan in here, who is the you know comic book aficionado. I, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Mm, it's gonna take me a while, Tristan. I, I you know, <laughs> Batman hit me first, but then Trump. I'm gonna go Batman.
0: Ding ding. Yes, nailed it. Yes, that was yes. Batman. One for one. Well, actually, that was Heath Ledger as the Joker in Batman. The rest are either actual Batman lines or Trump lines. Hey, one so, for one from Batman. Yeah. All right. So. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Trump or Batman? It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. You know,
1: I don't think that Trump has that much introspection, but
0: (laughs) just just because
1: the first one was Batman, I'm going to go Trump. No, that was in fact Batman. Damn!
0: <laughs> one for two. And I almost said that. Third that, one has to be Trump. That's a little too eloquent to be, to yeah, be Trump. Yeah. That, that, that's didn't definitely not that much that's, that's the billionaire Bruce Wayne. Okay. So the third <clears> one. <throat> We're going to give you a new nickname because chaos is not a good nickname. So we changed his name. We called him Mad Dog. Gotta be Donnie. That is, in uh, fact, Donald uh, Trump. Referring to who, do we know? Uh, Mad Dog. Uh, maybe, I, maybe it was Bannon. I, sounds familiar. Yeah. So, but I thought chaos and Mad Dog sounds kind of comic booky. So, right, that could throw you
1: off, especially when you hear chaos. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three. So far, so good. I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. Oh, fuck.
1: I I hope against all hope that that was Batman, but did he say that at CPAC? That was Trump, wasn't it? That was Trump at CPAC. Oh, God
0: dang, man. That is really
1: comic book-esque. It is, yeah. That's comic
0: book-esque. Absolutely. Jesus Christmas. All right. The night is darkest just before the dawn, and I promise you, the dawn is coming. It's got to be Batman. That is Batman. Oh, Yes. (laughs) You're doing Four great, Four out of five, man. man. All right, here we go. I am vengeance.
1: Oh, God. I mean, that's got to be a comic book character, but
0: I'm going to stay with Batman. It is. It oh, is, yes. Still Batman. All right, Mr. Trump, I gave you a little credit there. All right, here we go. Wouldn't it be something if he'd listen to us? <laughs> yeah, it would be great. <laughs> you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain you either die I'm a gonna, hero or you live long enough to see yourself become so the villain. 50,
1: again, it's, it sounds a little too deep for Donnie, but I'm <laughs> going to go with Trump only because the last two were
0: Batman. <laughs> it is, in fact, Batman. Ah, <laughs> shit. All right, so what am I? Uh, four out of see. six? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, four. Let's see. One, uh, two, three, four, five out of seven. Five out of seven. Okay, not bad. Okay, yeah. You're going to have World War III, by the way. You're going to have World War III if something doesn't happen fast. It's got to be Donnie. That is Donnie. Okay. All right. Okay. Unfortunately, you put the wrong people in a couple positions, and they leave people for a long time that should not be there, and all of a sudden they're trying to take you out with bullshit. Oh, that's Trump. <laughs> yeah, that because true.
1: that's just him. <laughs> yeah. He's going to blame everybody else. That's exactly. yeah. Trump. That's the most Trump-esque thing on there so far. That
0: is true. Let's see. How many more? Two? I think that's it. Oh! I think we, so, that's, what, so, let's see. What was that? Nine? Seven One, two, out of nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight and nine. Yeah, did I miss one? I, I, but, yeah, I think that's it. Maybe Seven out of nine is pretty Seven. damn good. Huh? Pretty solid. Shout pretty... out to Ray. And pretty good on it for our first edition of that's Trump, Trump or Batman. Oh, we're going to do this. Before we're gonna... uh, that's funny. Maybe we'll do Ted Cruz or sure. Deadpool next time. Ted
1: Cruz or Deadpool. <laughs> God, that's a guy who's easy to dislike. Oh, you know his neighbors can't stand him.
0: I want to like these people so bad. But, yeah, some of them are just unlikable. And Trump, to me, or not Trump, but, well, Trump too. But Cruz is... Oh, God. Does not pass the
1: neighbor test.
0: antithesis Um, of charismatic.
1: Governor Mike DeWine, Republican from Ohio, passes the neighbor test. Lamar Alexander, Chris Sununu, John McCain, certainly. My boy, Chris Christie. Uh, Chris Christie, probably not a bad guy to live next to. He might be a little full of himself, but most people from Jersey are. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, there's some miserable people, too. He is deleterious. Uh, He's really. deleterious. Yeah. All right, brother. Somehow we did it again. All right, right. Thanks Appreciate to our you, listeners. Thanks to Nate. Though I'm not sure you can explain off air. I guess what Nate's doing for us now.
0: Yeah, and actually, Nate's got to drop the show for us this week because our whatever our providers having some work done. It probably uh, dropped oh, right. because of all our all of our uh, folks, all of our listeners. So we're having to redo some website stuff. Yeah,
1: have you looked at any numbers of late?
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I on, uh, You know, I think we're up like twenty percent this month, of ah! and we've been growing. We really have been growing, so you know we're not in the thousands uh, for per show yet, but we're hanging in there. Yeah, and that's cool. Tell your friends, like us, yeah. and share us, and give us a review. Each sure would appreciate it. Yeah, and, and
1: if you like the show well enough, let us know. We can get you on the air because yeah, we'll, through we'll, the you don't to have argue to you, you don't have to come to beautiful Berea, Kentucky with a modern uh, media marvels. We can get you on.
0: That's it the, so, uh, yeah.
1: Skype and Zoom and all that good stuff.
0: There you go. So thanks to Bria Pond, Bad Wolf Gaming here, uh, the Rational Boomer Podcast, Troy at Front Porch Studios, our boy Nate at Stoveleg Media, and uh, that's all I got. Thanks, Tris. See you next week. Take care, Ray. Bye. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. Hey, guys, Trisden here from the Extreme Common Sense Podcast. You may notice Ray's not here because Ray's a lazy bastard. Just kidding. I love Ray, but he's not here. So, nonetheless, Dan and Nasa with Bad Wolf Gaming. We appreciate your podcast support, and we hope if you're listening locally, you'll check them out at 711 Chestnut Street in Berea. They've got a full arcade with some gambling things, sort of. So check out the arcade. Check out Dungeons & Dragons, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic. They're a great place to buy your cards. Don't miss out. Get into Bad Wolf today. Tell them Extreme Common Sense sent you. Trisden here with the Extreme Common Sense podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet... They have so much cool stuff you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond.